this is the beginning of a new series, and the series is this, that God is talking. Are you listening? We living in a time now that we hear a lot of things, a lot of buzzwords, a lot of catchphrases. You see a lot of commercials, and people will tell you all kinds of ways how you can live your life and how you can do things. And and, and, and there's a time that we're going to get into in Second Timothy 4th chapter. There's a time that... Paul was writing to Timothy saying there's going to be a time that people have itching ears to hear only what they want to hear. You may know some people like that. I know I've been there before that I don't want to hear about myself. So if you came talking to Sam about how Sam needed to fix his attitude or how Sam needed to talk differently, I'm like, no, you need to change what you're doing. Because I don't want to hear that, so I want to go with people that agreed with what I was doing. And they, they, they comforted my egos. I comforted theirs because, wow, we're doing the same thing together. But yet when you hear the truth, the truth pierces your heart. The truth makes you realize that either I change or it's just going to hurt. Because the truth will correct us so hard that we realize, man, this is wrong. Have you been hit before that when you just found out the error of your ways after somebody told you and you weren't listening, and then finally when that result happened that they forewarned you about happens, you start realizing that, oh, I should have listened. Times that you can go back, you know, mama, the song says, mama said there'll be days like this. You know, there's times you can remember that mommy and daddy told you about how you should do something. You weren't listening, and then you found out that mom and dad was right. Uh, my mom is still proving herself to be right in my life. I haven't grown out of it. She tells me things all the time. And I just find out her to be true. This is a mother being a mother saying, look, son, I grew up. I know these things. And so I just, when I do think I'm grown and say I'm pastor, she said, look, I'm still the mother. And I have to hear that. I, I got to be reminded. I got to hear the truth that, yes, that still is my mother. She still loves me. And, yes, she still looks out for me. But oftentimes we get caught up that we just think, I already know best. So why do I need to listen to somebody else? And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll be swept up in lies, in myths. If you can turn with me, 2 Timothy 4th chapter, starting at verse 3, I have the New International uh, Version. And uh, the Word of God says here, For the time will come when men will not put up with sound doctrine. That means right teachings, correct teachings, the best teachings, God's word. But he goes on and says, instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Uh, Do you see in the latter statement that it says they will gather around them? Great numbers of teachers to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. We allow our itching ears to get that satisfying itch. Rather be that favorite song we want to hear. Rather be that friend, you know, how we just want to hear gossip and just hear something and just feed into our lust. We want to feed the flesh, and so we allow people to tell us things that make us feel good about ourselves. But we got to be mindful that if we allow these itching ears just to be itched and tickled. And, and see, 
Paul is writing this to Timothy, to tell Timothy that you as a minister of a, the ambassador of Jesus Christ, as a pastor, as a teacher, that you cannot be caught up in society just telling the people what they want to hear. You see, I, I myself, I cannot stand here and just tell you feel good things. I, I got to tell you what thus saith the Lord. And, and whether you want to listen or not, I got to say it. There's times in your life that it's going to be times that we're just going to have to obey God because I know what I want to do. But, Lord, not my will, your will be done. Because why? If we're not careful, look at verse 4. It says this, that they will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to what? Fables. Or NIV says myths. In other words, that they will go from the truth and they'll go to lies. You know how people just just talk about stuff they don't know what they're talking about. You can look on TV and, and oftentimes when just just growing up, you, you hear about history and you hear people talk about different countries. So you have just one side of the story. But when you get the truth, you realize that, oh, uh, because growing up, when they talk about Africa, you always just hear about how they got wild animals all over the place. But if you ever visit there, you can find they have metropolis cities just as big as New York. As big as Los Angeles. But yeah, we got to we got to find the truth. We can't just hear what people tell us, but we got to decide what the truth is. People will tell you how you should handle your relationships. People will tell you how you should talk to your husband, how you should talk to your wife. And, and you listen to these people. You wonder why your problems aren't getting better. And, and, and so you get mad at your spouse. You get mad at the other people, but you should be getting mad at the people that's giving you the advice to start listening to God. But yet God is talking. Are we listening? I just want you to know the power of God's word. Why is it important to listen to God? Why? Uh, in Genesis, how did God create the heavens and the earth? He spoke it into existence. You see, he said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, let the day turn into night. So he set that up. He said he put the stars in and the moon. You see, God spoke these things to be done. You see, in Hebrews 4, chapter, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is living and active. Sharper than a double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Catch that. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. God's word pierces us so much that we sometimes just don't want to hear it. Have you ever brought up Jesus in your conversation, talking to somebody, and they try to change the topic? Or they want to get off the phone or they want to walk away saying, oh, they go talking about that Jesus stuff. Because why? They don't want to hear what thus saith the Lord because they want to hear that it's okay to live in sin. Uh, it's okay for you to go ahead and shack up. It's okay for you to get drunk as long as you make it to your job on time in the morning. You know, we make things acceptable in the world, but we're not trying to live in this world, but we are citizens in the kingdom of heaven when you know Christ. But if you don't know Jesus, this is just maybe foreign to you. Because if you don't know Jesus, then you are satisfied hearing what you want to hear. Because you're not ready to obey the word of the Lord. You're not ready for somebody to tell you about yourself. I remember when I was told about myself how it hurts. And my defense mechanism is I will use my tongue. If somebody hurt me, I will hurt you back. And, and, and I did it so much in my life that I still do it to this day. And but yet now the twist is, is that I do it more with people that I love. 
But yet when they hurt me, I joke back. But I'm joking back to hurt them. I'm not thinking so, but yeah, I caught myself because when we, we were playing cars at my house and, uh, and we just having jokes, but I was getting hurt, so I was just bringing jokes back. And I got to realize that, Sam, you got to calm yourself down. You're hearing stuff you don't want to hear. Accept it. <laughs> you got to learn. You know, in James, the first chapter 19, it says, so for us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. I got to learn that I might not hear everything that I want to hear, but Lord, I want to hear the truth. You see, we need to hear the truth in our lives because when we hear the truth, we bring, it brings something into our hearts. It brings something in to our lives. In First John, second chapter, fifth verse, it says, but if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. You see, you want to be complete. You got to allow God's word to penetrate your heart. Just think about it. How does it feel when the person you love say, I love you? Doesn't that make you feel good to know that you have been loved back? Because that word pierced your heart and made you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Made you feel all good. You know, I, 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 I was just feeling so good. I just gave my mom just a big hug and just wanted to let her know how much I love her. You know, because oftentimes we just take things for granted. And, 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 I, and I always, whenever I hang up the phone with my mother and father, I try to. Some days I don't, but I try to always tell them I love them because I want them to know that this is from my heart. And I want you to know this. Oftentimes, we need to listen to the truth of God and make it known, no matter how difficult it may be. Some of us need to step up and talk to somebody in our relationship and say, like, we need to stop doing this. Oh, I know now you're scared now, but they might leave me. Well, let them go. Why are you scared to hurt injured man and you're not scared to offend God? We want our itching ears to be satisfied, but yet we don't want to satisfy the living Lord. Jesus took on the cross and died for our sins, but we're willing to live in sin and say it's okay. That we will turn a blind eye and won't speak up on the truth. But there's power in God's word. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. As you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with the gratitude of your hearts to God. And then Ephesians 6, 17 says this, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. See, there's power in the word of God. How do we know this power in the word of God? Just go to back to Jesus when he was in the desert, in the wilderness, fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Satan tried to tempt him. Satan was coming after him, but Jesus always came back. But the Lord says, but the Lord says, there's times that Satan is going to be tempting you each and every day of your life. Rather, rather be that he says it's okay to have sex. Everybody else is doing it, but the Lord says that I should be pure. The Lord says that I shall wait till I get married. You need to let them know what the Lord says and, and see if they're going to argue back with you. You see, you can't fight against the truth. You can't fight against the word of God. You can tell somebody that, you know, I hate you, but you can come back to them and say, well, I love you. Because Christ asked me to say love one another as I love myself. You see, there's times there's people in your life that haven't forgiven you, but you can say, I forgive you. Because the word of God is telling me to forgive. See, God is speaking in our lives, but are you listening? Because we want to hear things that's going to make us feel better about ourselves. You know how we, when we're sad, we want to find somebody just to be sad with us. You don't want them to cheer you up. 
You want you want them to be mad with you and, and gripe with you so you can sulk and be upset. But when you go around that person that's telling you about yourself, say, well, you wrong for what you did. I, I wasn't wrong. See, we're not we're not wanting to hear what we need to hear. But there's power in the word of God. Let's get back to Timothy, fourth chapter. Look at the fifth verse. It says, but you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship to do the work of an evangelist. Dis- discharge all the duties of your ministry. Paul is instructing Timothy to what? To, it says, and I believe in King James, it says to be sober. Do, do not be given in to wine. That oftentimes that we need to realize in order for me to keep my mind clear, I got to stay clear. I got to stay focused on God's word. I need to stay in tune with him. When you pray to God, do you just ask God questions and don't listen? Or do you come, God said, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need you to speak in my life. I'm struggling right now. Lord, show me where I need to go. Because when I come to God, I, I know I don't have the answers, but I have a whole lot of questions. And, and, and what I'm thankful for that God already knows my questions. So I can come to him with my questions and say, Lord, I'm waiting on answer. And, and when we're waiting on God, God will give us peace that transcends all understanding. When we stay sober-minded, we're saying, Father, I'm not going to lean to the left. I'm not going to lean to the right, but I'm going to lean on your unchanging hand. I'm going to trust you, Father, to speak in my situation because I know that, Father, when I hear you and I speak of you, my mind is clear. My mind is right. My heart is right because there's power in the word of God that you keep your head in all situations. Don't give in to the lies of the enemy, because Satan is the father of lies. He is trying to confuse us. In John 8, chapter 44th verse, look at this. Jesus makes this awesome, awesome teaching right here. And it, and it pierces my heart because I, I don't want to be called a child of the devil. But watch out, somebody. This is Jesus speaking. John 8 chapter verse 44 says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the what? The truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the fathers of lies. We need to be careful of the lies around us because when we're not obeying in the truth, we're obeying in lies and deception and we're allowing the father of the lies have dominion in our lives, in our hearts. That's why we got to be cautious and be sober minded, be to be vigilant, to be aware that the enemy is trying to attack us. He's trying to come after us. And so, Lord, let me keep my mind clear. Let me realize your truth. Let me accept your truth in my heart. So when Satan comes comes against me, your Holy Spirit will bring your word to my remembrance. Jesus was in the storm and he was the disciples were wondering what was going to happen. And and I believe Jesus just said, peace. Be still. 
And they were amazed that even the wind and the sea obey his command. I'm glad that Jesus can speak and people can hear, but not only people can hear, but the elements can hear. Then I remember also a time there was a man that, that had a, 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 a sick, a servant was sick and he said, I, it's not, I'm not worthy for you come to my house, but if you just say the word, he shall be healed. You see, there's power when God is speaking in your life. And, and Jesus says, I've never seen such a man of faith of this. See, God is talking to you in your life. I don't know what you're going through, but Jesus does. And how do I know Jesus does? Because Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. I, I come and to let you in into green pastures. And I come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. I'm talking to you. He says this, the sheep know my voice and, and I know them name and I call them by name. But oftentimes we want to be wayward sheep that we want to go off to other pastors where it's not safe because we're not listening to God. We're not talking to God, but God is still talking. He is still speaking in your life. He's telling you to hold on to my unchanging hands. I, I know it's getting hard in your life. I, I know storms are coming. Uh, Satan is still busy, but guess what? I'm still real. I don't sleep, nor do I slumber. God, God in Isaiah tells him that man becomes weak and man becomes weak, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You see, God is letting us know that trust me, don't, don't be like those other people that are listening to their tickling ears and, and tickling their fancy, just giving in to diverse uh, lusts and temptations, but just Trust me, because I have a plan for your life, and no one else knows the plan I have for your life, because why? Nobody else knows what tomorrow holds. Uh, you, you may be gone tomorrow. You might have missed out on your blessing today. See, I, I don't know. My, my father and I, we about to get into the friendly skies, but sometimes the skies are friendly. <laughs> but I'm glad that I have a friend that stays closer than a brother, because I don't know if I'm going to land in Virginia or I'm landing in Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> but I know if I land somewhere, <laughs> I'll be landing with Jesus. <laughs> I will see him one day, because Jesus came so we won't be separated from him for eternity, but he came so that we can spend eternity with him. I'm glad that nothing can separate us from the love of God, but yet when we're not listening to him, we're tuning him out. We're lost to stasis. We're in the wrong place, but when we hear God, he says, come and walk with me. Come and lay down in these green pastures. I, I, I will come and, and let you sit under my teachers, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I'll come and bring rest for your soul. I know your trouble, but guess what? Make your request made known to me, and I'll give you peace that transcends all understanding. Are you hearing me talking to you, son? I remember God talking to Joshua, and, and Joshua was concerned about how he's going to make it to the promised land, but God let him know, say, just as I was with Moses, hallelujah, I'm going to be with you. He, he said, every place you step your feet, huh, it's your land. Huh. He said, be strong and of good courage. Huh. I will never leave you nor forsake. You see, when God is talking in your life, you can say, the battle's not mine, but the Lord's. Huh. You're trying to stop me, but I know I'm going to make it. Huh. I know my, my marriage is going to make it. I, I know my children are going to make it, because Father is 
not in my hands, but it's in your hands. Hallelujah. I'm glad that I don't have to talk things, but I can just talk to the Father, and he'll do the talking for me. Uh, he'll go before me. See, God wants to be ahead of your life. He is the head, but make him the ahead of your life. Say, Father, I'm following you. Uh, just like Peter, he was, Jesus was out on the water. Peter said, Lord, you just say to come. You see, Jesus can speak some things. I'm telling you. Woo! It looks impossible in the world. Uh, Jesus, Jesus told Peter, come on out into the water. And the disciples said, uh, Peter, we don't know who that is. That may be a ghost. See, there's some people, and maybe even some Christian folks, uh, telling they know what you should do with your life. But they're not speaking for Jesus. You need to talk to him yourself. Uh, he's right there ready and available for you. Just call out in his name. Just call out, Jesus, hallelujah, I need you in my life. Jesus, tell me where I should go. Jesus, tell me what should I do. Jesus, let me know, should I sleep, should I rest, should I slumber? Jesus, should I move here or should I stay here? Oh, Jesus. See, Jesus knows all about your troubles. He knows all about your problems. But we need to be aware of those people that don't care about you. They just want to tell you things that make you feel good. They want to tell you things that worked in their lives, but yet it won't work for eternal lives. But yet Jesus' word will endure forever. Man will remain alive, but God will remain true. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but through me. You see, only the truth will set you free. Jesus said that the truth, who the Son sets free, is free indeed. I'm glad that Jesus can set us free. But are you letting him speak in your life? I challenge you. I challenge you. I challenge you that everything that you do, you do it in prayer. When you meet up with people, you pray. When you leave them, you pray. You pray while you're with them. And they may not be comfortable with you praying. Well, you can pray silently. Lord, just bless this conversation. Lord, just bless this fellowship. Lord, bless us as we're eating together. Lord, bless me as I go in. Because God wants to speak in your life. But if you're not listening, you're missing out on some blessings. Because if Moses wasn't listening, come on, somebody. Where would the children of Israel be? If Paul wasn't listening, come on, somebody. Where would some people be? But yet, they listen. Are you listening? Or are you itching, your, scratching your ears? Are you taking stabs and jabs with God's word? And let them prune you. Let them cut you down. Let them make you his and make you for a noble purpose. Let him be the pot and let him be and, and let yourself be the clay. He'll mold you and, and, and form you to do great purposes, to go and do great things. But are you willing to obey? Are you willing to walk by faith and not by sight? Because that's what it takes. Jesus loves you and he's calling your name. Are you listening? If you don't know Jesus, he's talking to you right now. Close your eyes, bow your heads. Right now, right now. The word of God says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the dead, you shall be saved. 
And so if that's you, you realize that you can't make it on your own. You realize that Jesus is the only way. You realize you tried your way and your way is still getting you nowhere. But you're, you're willing to try the way, the truth, and the life. Right now, the Bible says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I'm going to share this with you too. Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're not sure, if you're to die today, and you will see Christ and spend eternity in heaven tomorrow, I want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. Just repeat after me saying, dear Lord Jesus. That's right, dear Lord Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you rose again on the third day. And Father, I admit I messed up in my life. I sinned against you. But I thank you. You love me enough to forgive me through Jesus. And I'm asking you, Jesus, I'm inviting you, Jesus, to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. 